All right, it's time for pastimes. I'm your host, Alex Wood. Today, joining me uh, as a co-host is Ultimate Twenty Three Dragon. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good. Now, she and I, you know, we're both NASCAR fans, you know, and, and uh, I'm a racing journalist. Today, I am honored to introduce somebody who, if you live in the Grand Rapids area, you'll know who this guy is. He used, to, I believe, he used to work for the Grand Rapids Press. He's now with M Live. He's covered a specific driver from Michigan, uh, and he was on NASCAR Race Hub for this driver that, in which you've seen it on uh, Ultimate Twenty Three Dragons channel. Steve Kaminsky from M Live News. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. I'm great, Alex. Thanks for having me today. And and actually, I'm still with the Grand Rapids Press. Grand Rapids Press is. Um, I guess I'm live, you could say, is the Grand Rapids Press website, yes. It's part of a, actually, I'm live, encompasses all the uh, newspapers part of this Grand Rapids Press page. So, yeah, I'm still with press, actually. So. Okay. So, um, yeah, I know my uh, Zoom number is not the best because of my uh, computer settings, but uh, kind of tell us who you are what you're, and uh, what you're about. Well, I've been covering, uh, I've been writing for the press now for, well, in over 35 years, and uh, I've had a chance to, uh, in during that time, come just about every different sport that there is for uh, for, for Grand Rapids, uh, for the Grand Rapids Press I'm Live. I've, um, and that's auto racing. I've done a lot of the the uh, auto racing scene across West Michigan for uh, during most of that time, too. Uh, there was a whole lot of reporting this summer, unfortunately, with the pandemic, but uh, we're Certainly hoping 2021 brings, uh, brings some better days as far as what those sports world goes. Yeah, I agree. So, um, do you want me to mention your first name? Dra I'm just going to refer to you as Dragon here. That's okay. All right. Um, so, uh, Mary has some questions for you. Um, so, sure. we'll, uh, we'll open the floor for her first. And um, you can answer her questions. Then I've got a list here, and uh, you can uh, answer my questions. So, Mary, the floor is yours. Okay. First question I have for you is, what got you started in journalism? You know, I always just enjoyed writing, and I enjoyed sports. And I guess from a very young age, I knew I wanted to be a, a writer. And I, I think even back probably – when I was eight, nine years old, I probably had an idea that this was kind of what I wanted to do at that point. I had a, uh, a really a passion for both. I wasn't much of an athlete, so I figured, well, I'll be a writer and stay close to the game that way. So that helped me uh, stay with them growing up, you know, from the school newspapers and stuff. And it just, uh, it just kind of went from there. Hmm, very interesting. Uh, are you originally from the state of Michigan? And if, if so, which part? Yep, I grew up in Grand Rapids. Uh, lived here all my life. Uh, went to Crescent Beach. Oh, it's no longer exists, actually. That folded a, about a decade ago. But I went to Crescent uh, uh, High School, and then I went to Grand Rapids State University too. And I uh, was working at the press when I was still in high school, and I just kind of kind of stayed with it. Hmm. Very cool. So I noticed earlier that you said that you covered all sorts of sports. Other than auto racing, what would you be able to cover? Oh, boy. A little bit of, uh, you know, I enjoy covering the local boxing scene. I've done that. It's a little bit different. I do a lot of local high schools, too. Well, that's always fun to get out and chance to meet the high school kids and the coaches. Um, 
I, I like the variety that we have in Grand Rapids because it, uh, it's always changing. we got a good, strong high school uh, following here, readership, plus we have pro teams with the Grand Rapids Reds and the West Michigan Whitecaps, and we have big special events like the Riverbank Run and, and uh, all sorts of big auto racing, local auto racing, the boxing, the Golden Gloves tournaments. So, uh, so I really just like the variety that uh, we have here in West Michigan. It's uh it's always something different, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, that's fun with the boxing stuff, but that's, that's very interesting. I never would have considered Grand Rapids to be a boxing club. Oh, it is. So, at- among all your years. <laughs> Repeat that again. Yeah, just, well, look, you know, we have some great boxers coming out of West Michigan, a lot of Golden Glove champs, you know, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Uh, from the Grand Rapids area, and. Uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've had a boxing tradition over the decades. Yeah, and uh, Muhammad Ali lived in Berrien Springs for a little while, which is not far from St. Right. Joe, where I live. Right, yeah. Did you ever get to meet him? Ali? Yes. No, I never did. I actually was at a race, though, um, back at Michigan Airway. It must be about 20 years ago, and he served as a grand marshal. 2001 Kmart 400 when Jeff Gordon won. Bill Elliott drove yeah. the Muhammad Ali car. I've got that yeah. die cast. Yeah, that, uh, and that, I remember that because Bill Elliott's one of my favorites. He's my second favorite <laughs> overall. Yeah. You can take a guess on who her first one is overall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so among all your years of reporting, do you have a favorite report that you have ever done? A favorite report that I've ever done? Ooh, a favorite story. I don't know if I've had a favorite story. I've had some, some very memorable ones. I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but I covered the Daytona 500 uh, a, a few times uh, back when Johnny Hudson was racing. And Dale Earnhardt won the 1998 Daytona 500 after years of trying. I would have to say that was probably one of the most memorable ones. Probably the most tragic was three years later when he was killed. Uh, I was at that one as well, too. Um, yeah, so I would say probably some of the big Daytona races that I've had a chance to cover probably were, were the most memorable, good and bad. Yeah, and I yeah. think probably most memorable for sure was 2009 at Berlin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a scary night. That was. That was, a, yeah. that was definitely a, 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 yeah, an awful night. So. Uh, for uh, for anyone that was there, it uh, certainly was a scary night. Uh, fortunately, things worked out well with that one. Uh, and I know Alex, you're referring to the Johnny Benson got in a very horrific wreck. Oh yeah, modified race. And we, as you mentioned before, we I, I was interviewed on race up about that when we did the where is he now section. Um, and uh, yeah, he was not, he was pretty uh, damaged, but uh, fortunately he recovered. And, and that's something I admire about Johnny Benson is his resilience. And that's what I'm going to put in my book that I write, uh, you know, at the end saying, like, this is why I like Johnny Benson. This is like what inspired me to do this and how he was able to recover from his, from, you know, his lows and he was able to make a high out of them. Because as Mary remembers very well, Johnny broke his ribs twice in 2002 and then came out and Rockingham and won. So that was a big day for pretty much everybody in West Michigan. I believe that was the first race I was alive for. 
Yeah, yeah. For his uh, first career victory in the Cup Series, proved his only career Cup. Uh, he, he did go back down the trucks and won championship then, and won several races. <laughs> So I'm going to my next question because the next question I had on docket was, who was your favorite driver to cover from the state of Michigan? You know, uh, you know, obviously Johnny was was one of them. You know, he uh, he had a uh, such a great career. You know, won championships in Xfinity, Western International back then, and and, and you know he had a nice late career in a Cup. I believe he ran about eight seasons in Cup, and he won was competitive. Uh, he, he certainly ranks up there. A uh, little before Johnny, we had Rich Miller, uh, was originally from Porter's, lived in Coopersville, and, and he ran in Cup uh, uh, for a little bit, found success in trucks and Xfinity, and uh, did great in the uh, American Speed Association series. We, we had a lot of them, too. But, um, you know, John, John Tack was before my time, but uh, you know, from Hastings, went on to win a couple of uh, Indy 500s. Uh, Tim Steele, oh, several championships. Uh, we, we had Bob Seneca, who was a legend in the American Speed Association and just tore up the Midwest circuits, short tracks for many years. Uh, boy, we're, there's just been a there's been a lot of them. Uh, Jack Sprague from over at Spring Lake went on to win, I believe, three truck championships too. This has been, you know, just a great area and uh, the producing, you know, very successful race car drivers. We got Brad Keselowski over from Grand Rapids, but over from the east side. Rochester Hills. Yeah, yeah, Rochester Hills. Now we have Eric Jones, you know, from Michigan, who's who, who's won a truck championship and had, has won a couple of cup races uh, too. So we got a couple of guys in cup right now from with Michigan roots. And before we get into Mary's last question, you've been covering Carson Hosevar, a friend of mine for quite a few years now. Where do you see his career going? Yeah, I'm very excited to see what what's next for Carson. He's a great driver. He's a great kid, well-spoken. I think he has potential to have a nice, lengthy career. I can't wait to see what he does in trucks next year. I think that's a, that's a great opportunity for him. I think he's going to be competitive. Uh, uh, he's got from a good family. I think, you know, he he's reminds me a lot of, you know what Johnny Benson had going for him, which was a good driver, good family, good guy, well-spoken. You know, he has a lot of tools uh, to really have a nice, successful career. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's uh, he's fantastic. And that is of an interesting note because Johnny is actually Carson's mentor. Yes, yes. I remember uh, talking to Johnny maybe five, six years ago. Talking, I think Carson was 11 or 12, and he said he was working with this kid. This is a young kid who's going to race late miles. He was like 11 or 12. That was high on him, and it didn't take long to figure out why because Carson went out and was very competitive against racing, you know, for, for decades out there. So, And uh, uh, Mary's got one last question for you, and then uh, I've got a few questions. Sure. Well, earlier you had said that Gordon Johncock was before your time, so presumably – Johnny's father, John Benson Sr., was also before your time. So, when did you exactly start covering Johnny Benson? You know, I first started covering auto racing in 1987, and I went out to Berlin Raceway, and I covered the ASA race there. And I got hooked pretty quickly on it. And Johnny was just coming up at that point. So, I would probably probably say right around 87, 88, when he uh, 
Johnny first started off racing dirt tracks, and then he came over to Berlin where his father won so many championships from the 1970s. And Johnny adapted pretty quickly to the asphalt out there and started winning races. So I, I would say probably 87, 88, around that time, Johnny's career started taking off. Right, right about the time I started getting a, getting heavily to uh, covering it for the past. Yeah, um, thank you, Mary, for those questions. Um, you, you know, you can also uh, ask follow-up questions to the questions that I ask. Um, so th- this is something, you know, you and I talked about on Facebook. Um, would you be willing to share a Johnny Benson story with us uh, due to covering his career for so long? Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many. You know, I, I don't know uh, if you're looking for something on track or off track. Uh, Anything. Yeah, you know, Johnny was like I said before. Anything that stands out from for Johnny was probably, you know, just you know, uh, growing up, you know, as part of a second generation driver. Uh, and he didn't really start racing until I believe he was 19 years old, which nowadays I think when Carson is 17 or 18, and for three years already. So it was a different time back then. And Johnny really wasn't. Um, like growing up in high school, I, I remember one of the stories he told me. He said one of his high school teachers at Forest Hills Northern said, are you going to race? And he said, nah, I'm not going to do that. And Johnny, by that time, Johnny Benson Sr. was already in the staff, was, you know, champion out at Berlin. But, um, you know, I, I think Johnny just started off doing something uh, that's kind of a hobby. I think if you asked him when he was 19 years old, uh, if he was going to be racing, uh, you know, cup, he probably would have said no, this wasn't something that he had aspired to do. And I think with Johnny, it just, he just started racing and he just started winning and it was very successful and it just kind of snowballed. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that was kind of kind of unique about it uh, is that the, uh, the way his career kind of, kind of lost him. Uh, I, I don't think he was that off to be, uh, you know, a NASCAR you know, two-time NASCAR champion and a, and a cup winner and, and rookie of the year and all that stuff. I, I just watching the way his career evolved was was pretty is a pretty neat story. Yeah, my grandfather worked with his wife up at KV in Grand Rapids, but he worked at Modar in Benton Harbor. Um, Steve, I'm not sure if you know where the St. Joseph Benton Harbor area is, but it's in the southwest corner of Michigan. Sure. Um, so uh, back to the Johnny Benson stories. Can you share one uh, on-track story of Johnny Benson? Boy, Not 2009. What? I'm sorry? Not 2009. Nothing from 2009 qualifies for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when Johnny came back after, I believe, 1996. And he had, a, he had been racing uh, in, that was the rookie season, and he was racing the, the, the Pennzoil car, and I remember he Special or something, and he ended up coming back and winning that race. And uh, it was a packed house, and uh, Johnny at that time was running Cup, and uh, he it was like a, he won like over thirty thousand dollars at that night. So it was a pretty nice. It was I mean, it was a big thing back in the Midwest back in the eighties, nineties, seventies, and and that was a big win for him. And I remember the crowd just went crazy that night, and it, it showed me at that point how. How beloved he was uh, here in West Michigan, 
And because uh, I, I thought a long time, you know, people look at the NL as Benson Sr.'s son. John Benson Sr. was a clean driver, well-respected, had a great following. But I think as we saw that he's, he developed as far as the West Michigan fan base, he developed his own identity. I think looking back at that night, that was uh, that was a big night for that. What would you say is your favorite off-track story of Johnny Benson? Because you said you've known him for years and years and years. What is your favorite off-track story of Johnny Benson? I'm not hearing you. I think the question he was going to ask was his favorite off-track Benson-related story. Okay. I'd probably just say, you know, when when I come to the ring and they asked if I had a chance to go over to a shop a couple times, his shop over in Northeast he worked out of dad's rest there and over there a couple times. I had a chance to go over there a couple times and just watch, you know, him and his father work on the cars, put it together. I mean, they were very competitive in the ASA series. He was rookie of the year. He won a championship. He won races. And this was basically a, a small little team uh, that uh, that they had. It was Johnny and his father and friends. And his mom and sister would help out, too. And just wearing over there, I think, in those early days and, and just watching how they worked and the work ethic and uh, the knowledge that they had, I think it was pretty clear that they um, that was, was going to do so many things in the sport of racing because of the professionalism and their approach, I think. So just watching the inner work of Johnny, not just on the track, but you know, the preparation he had. Uh, first of all, is it uh, is my mic now? It's going in and out. Okay. Um. So, just uh, I I could look into that in just a second, but uh, so. Good now. Okay. So when um, what was it like doing the race hub uh, video or interview? Oh, you know, that was fun. To, I enjoyed getting a chance to talk about Johnny and sharing a story with viewers. Um, race hub is a, a great uh, great production that what they do. Um. I, it wasn't a great topic because we had to talk a little bit about, you know, 2009 and, and, and the tragic uh, crash that he had. But uh, it was exciting to have a chance to, to share Johnny's story. And uh, hopefully, hopefully the viewers got a chance to, to see maybe a little a little bit more, you know, inside, uh, you know, a closer look at Johnny Benson, maybe the, the other wise one. Yeah. Um, now it comes to the point in the interview where we allow uh, the guests to open the floor for questions for Excuse me, our, um, you know, Mary or myself. Do you have any questions for one of us or both of us or um, the floor is yours, Steve? Yeah, just uh, appreciate you guys having me here today and talking about, uh, you know, sports that I've long been passionate about and uh, I've had a chance to uh, cover uh, and enjoy as a fan too. So, but let me ask you, what's been the favorite race uh, either of you have gone to uh, attended uh, during the? Uh, in your life. I'll go first because there have been a lot of good ones in my lifetime. <laughs> well, most of the races that I went to back when I was going to races were like the early 2000s bush races. And the one that I remember the most that I really loved the most was the 2003 Funai 250. And it was the race where the other Johnny that I remember, Johnny Sauter, who's currently at this point in the truck series, basically pulled a bump and run on Matt Kenseth. And everyone ate it up. And when Kenseth tried to chew him out post-race on the PA system, everyone just let Kenseth have it. Because Kenseth <laughs> was kind of notorious for that back in the day. 
That was at Richmond. My yeah, home track. Oh, cool. Yeah, Johnny running in the truck series now. And uh, looks like this might be the end of the road for Matt. That's what it looks like uh, coming back this year, filling up with Kyle Larson after he lost his ride. But, uh, yeah, still a really good short, short track driver for sure. So. Yeah, uh, Mary, what part of uh, Virginia are you from? Um, basically a little known area called Glen. I'm, bas- I'm basically the halfway point between Richmond and Fredericksburg. Okay. Yeah, so probably my favorite race I attended was 2014 at Michigan, uh, the August race. Uh, when my all-time favorite driver, Jeff Gordon, won Michigan for the first time in 13 years. But I remember that race most, Kyle Larson's big fire when the tire caught fire and he didn't get out. And uh, that was when NASCAR implemented the rule of um, you have to get out of the car uh, if the car is on fire, which it's like no duh. Now, I do want to... Um, Alex, you cut again? Uh, yeah. yeah, I cut out again. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me better? Okay. Um, so, yeah, like I said, 2014, August, Michigan. Jeff Gordon won. Um, now, I shared this story with Mary that uh, Mary thought was kind of funny. It's a video by a guy named Eric Brenner from the Jackson area. I think you know what I'm talking about. I think Mary should introduce this to Steve and tell him kind of, the gist of it. it is a story about Johnny Benson that somebody uploaded to YouTube. Story I think it's, it's funny. There's parts of it that tell me this didn't happen, or maybe the identity was mixed up. Apparently, this guy did a YouTube video claiming back in the either the late 90s or the early 2000s that Johnny stole a date <laughs> at a bowling tournament of all things. In Jackson. Yeah. Which I can buy the bowling tournament because there was a bowling tournament that was big back in the day, especially amongst the cup guys and eventually the truck guys. And supposedly what had happened is that the cup guys were there and Johnny was among that group. And Johnny said that he needed a ride back to the track. And the guy who did the video claims that his date volunteered to take Johnny back. And apparently the guy who did the video said the girl never returned. So... That was his claim that Johnny's all his day. Well, they were going to Denny's in uh, Jackson, and yeah. the girl never showed back up to Denny's. But he said that the guy claimed that uh, Johnny took her to his house, bought her jewelry, spent the night with him. Like, Johnny was, and he thought that Johnny was a single man and wasn't. He was married to Debbie, which they obviously, I believe they got divorced 10 years ago. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I think it was 10 years ago. But, um, you know, Johnny, like I said, Johnny has had a fascinating life and he's had a phenomenal career. And uh, I would like to uh, take this opportunity to announce that I am writing Johnny Benson's story into a book uh, with help from Steve. Uh, Steve, first off, thank you for uh, helping me out with that. And, uh, you know, if you have any uh, Johnny Benson stories, please send them my way. You can uh, uh, send them via face, uh, Twitter. Instagram, or if you have me on Facebook, which I know a good majority of my subscribers here do. Um, so, yeah, uh, this has been a fun interview. I, you know, Stevie, with your knowledge of all the West Michigan auto racing, and uh, I'm sorry about my camera that uh, that my computer is notorious for that. But uh, so th- this has really been an honor to interview you, and uh, I'm pretty sure Mary can say the same. Um, do you uh, have any? Uh, closing remarks because uh, you said you had about 30 minutes and uh, we don't want to take too much of your time. No, I'm, I'm good, guys. And, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, 
I, uh, yeah, it's been fun reminiscing and, uh, yeah, good luck with the book. We'll look forward to hearing about it as, uh, as you progress through the, uh, through the books. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, uh, if I need anything, I'll definitely tell you. You bet. You bet. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. Yep. It's been an honor. Me too. All right. So, uh, man, that was fun. Um, so normally what's going to happen with podcasts when I have a co-host is we're going to debrief uh, for about five to ten minutes. Um, so um, Mary, kind of explain – I'm sorry I you know, obliterated your first name, but I haven't said your last name because um, now I'd like to take the opportunity to announce the video that Mary and I have been working on together now. But since this is going up in November um, – Presumably. If we get more information, we'll go along. Yes. Um we are going to make a video about the Jason Jacoby scandal. Um, I think we should put it out the first week of December, just saying, uh, because I have been in talks with Mackenzie. Um, so let me ask you, what did you take the most from this interview that we just finished up? <laughs> wow. <laughs> a lot of things there. Just the passion, the passion that this guy displays in terms of the sporting realm, not just auto racing, but also boxing. That, that is something I actually did not expect. I thought he was going to say something like football with the Michigan colleges and all that stuff, but boxing was the sport that came up the most. And the connection between Ali and Mayweather, that, that was something pretty cool to learn in terms of that particular aspect for someone who's mainly known for covering auto racing. You know what? I, uh, I was playing Knockout Kings. Oh, shit. Shoot, probably I was cursed there, but I told I promised Steve this would be a swear-free episode. <laughs> but um, so and uh, yeah, I mean I definitely uh, agree with you on that one. That was interesting. I really liked hearing about Carson and all the guys Michigan, uh, not just Johnny Benson Jr. and Senior, but um, you know I just liked hearing about you know the stories and uh, what was it like for you watching his interview uh, or not the interview the feature on Race Hub. And now getting to interview this guy. Yeah, if you had told me I got a chance to interview anyone or that video that I had recorded years ago, I said, nah, not likely. But it is very cool to talk to people that are connected to Johnny Benson because he is a big part of my life. And, um, you know, I, when was it, and I probably should have asked you this in our interview, what, what, when did you first see his crash? Berlin Rick? Yes. I was made aware of it right before the cup race the next day. That was literally the first time I found that when Bill Weber brought it up. And then I don't remember if it was later on back then I think it was the Speed Report or it was a part of one of the previous shows for the Truck Series next event, which was Milwaukee, which originally was rained out. But somewhere along that line, oh wait, it was NASCAR now that showed her. Because I actually had recorded that because I just have to find the videotape. NASCAR Now is what showed it first. And I saw that and said, oh, wow. And when uh, Speed Report previous day had reported on the injuries, I knew it was going to be bad. The wreck that they showed on NASCAR Now, it was horrific. It really was. Oh, yeah. And the crowd was just stunned silent. There are videos on YouTube showing that. Oh, yeah. there's There are still videos of Stewart killing Kevin Moore Jr. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not making that up. Um, so, yeah, I'm aware of that story, even though I think Kevin was more at fault there. 
He was at fault. Don't just don't do that. I mean, think about Hartford. There's only uh, you've never been to Hartford, but Hartford has lights just on the front stretch and in turns four and one and four. If I got out of my car on the back stretch and I pointed my finger, I'm more likely going to get killed by a modified car. Anyway, you got some questions for me regarding this interview. I'm going to let you ask those now. <laughs> well, considering you dealt with a hybrid in terms of your particular area, how did you manage to get in contact with them? Was it through Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Like, how did this come about? Okay. So, <laughs> I'll tell you a story. It was around the time I met you. Oh. And um, so I was, watch- I was watching that video and I thought, you know what? This podcast is really going to take off. And if I'm going to have Johnny Benson on, maybe I could have someone who knows Johnson maybe on the podcast and maybe he could show this to Johnny. I'm not saying that Steve has to show this to Johnny. I'm just saying, you know, if he wants, you know, I'll definitely put this in my in the Johnny Benson fan group I'm in with Johnny Benson. <laughs> it's got Barb, Johnny, Judy, Caitlin, and Michaela in it. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, I'm not gonna. You know, they're really protective of Johnny's image, which I can understand. Um, that's their brother and father. But yeah, you know, he. Uh, I sent him a friend request on Facebook, and we got to talking. And I told him, you know, who I was. I told him I'm a big auto racing fan. I'm a big Johnny Benson fan. I've actually started to become more and more of a Johnny Benson fan the more I find out about his story. And that is not your fault, by the way. That's just kind of, yeah, who Johnny Benson was. He was my truck guy. He was one of my two truck guys, Bill Lester and Johnny Benson. Those were my two guys. I've actually had some interactions with Bill Lester, too. That's cool. So through Facebook, in the event you get Facebook, I want you to go onto my Facebook, and if you see any names from NASCAR that you recognize, add them, because they're some great people. Yeah. I, I'm very tempted to get it now because, believe it or not, my mom's side of the family is pretty much all on Facebook because of sporadically all over Virginia. I actually convinced my mom to get involved in this. And my mom is 71, by the way. Do you have any uh, brothers sisters? I have a half-brother that I literally met once. Wow. That's all I can say. I... I was a couple months ago. Okay, that's kind of sad. Uh, I'm saying. The problem there is, is that he was separated from my dad, his biological dad, when he was like 10. Okay. He was born in the 70s, and he was living in Ohio for pretty much all that time, along with his biological mom. Oh, I see. Um, so, like I said, you know, my family, I mean, I grew up, you know, as an only child, but I'm actually not an only child uh, due to my younger brother passing away. But, um, hold up. All right, well, uh, the meeting unfortunately ended, but thank you to Ultimate 23 Dragon and Steve Kaminsky for being here, and uh, I probably should have put the meeting on longer. <laughs>